Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Damn Sports Show on Stereo, the Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk. I am your boy Q, and I am not Ben Simmons. I actually want to play ball. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host. Tell them who you are. Hey, it's Pam. I'm here, back from uh, WrestleMania. And uh, no, I am not Tammy Snipes or whatever she chooses to go by. I don't run people over and still get put in the Hall of Fame. That is funny. That is funny. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Lou. Uh, hope everybody had a good week. Uh, ready to get into it again. Good to, good to have everybody here. Hmm. And I'm Cam Newton because I do say that women need to learn how to cook and stop trying to be bad bitches. Wow. Yeah. That That's what he said. Wow. That, oh, my that's God. That's exactly he what did? Cam Newton said. Oh, oh no! This might be the this might be the earliest award that I'm am <laughs> giving out. Oh, oh, oh no! The the Will Smith "I'll Slap You Like Chris Rock" award is going to none other than Cam Newton, who we just praised a couple of weeks ago for praising women, including Brittany Renner of all people, and interviewing her. And I said to the effect, Cam Newton will never play football as long as he has this platform. I remember saying this. Boy, was I wrong. Um, according to BlackSportsOnline.com, it says Cam Newton says that women need to learn how to cook and stop trying to be bad bitches. Now, this is coming from Cam. Come Newton. on, Cam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is from the same Cam Newton who just said a little less than a month ago to Brittany Renner that him and his kid's mother, the reason why he didn't stick around with her is because he was an athlete, so to speak, and their lives were different. You know, I'm paraphrasing here, but go with it. So the article says that Cam Newton is currently a free agent, but says teams are still calling and he's just waiting for the right spot. That's lie number one. Um, says everything is pointing to him being back with the team in some capacity. I see him being in Washington, but Q says he hopes not. Now, Cam Newton, he says, basically he was talking about the difference between a real, a real woman and a bad bitch. And is saying a woman handles her own, but also knows how to cater to a man's needs, like being able to cook and knowing when to be quiet. Um, yeah, this, this is going to be an ugly quote. So, Pam, uh, please forgive me because we have a woman on the show. Um, we, as a collective on the YBAB Sports Desk, do not agree with this comment. We're just using it for social commentary. He said, I had a perfect, a perfect example of what a man was like in my life by my father. My parents have been together for 36, 37 years now, and it's a beautiful thing, Cam Newton said, according to Mediate. I grew up in a three-parent household, my mom, my father, and my grandmother, and I knew what a woman was, not a bad bitch. He then continued to say, after being asked, what's the difference? A bad bitch is a person who you know, girl, I'm a bad bitch. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I look the part, but I don't act that part. And there is a lot of women who are bad bitches. And I say bitches, not in a way to degrade women, but just to go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick. Newton says, he then continues. He says, now a woman is for me, handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, right? And I think a lot of times when you go off the aesthetic of I'm a boss bitch, I'm a this, I'm a that. No, baby, you can't cook. You don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. Um, Cam Newton, you have set a record on this show <laughs> for getting the <laughs> earliest award 
that we have <laughs> ever given on the sports desk. Actually, no, oh, I think Q has that God. title. Q started the show with an award, so I'm in second place. So, yeah, Cam Newton, you were getting the Will Smith, I'll slap you like Chris Rock award because read the room, bro. And it's not even about like a respectability politics thing. Like you as an athlete, fucking know better. If he thought he was going to get on the team, he's he's definitely not getting on the team. Now. Yeah, no, um, now <laughs> what are we doing? So oh, yeah, my that, god, I, that was my AKA for the week, and that was my first award. Uh, Q, the floor is yours. <laughs> okay, um, I'm sure there's a women's football league that might sign you. You know, maybe I don't know because uh, no NFL hell. teams, <laughs> no no NFL team. <laughs> You know, no or XFL, bro. Oh, XFL or the USFL that's coming back next week. Nah, bro, you're done. You're done. Go, go, go. Make some fashion or whatever the fuck you do on your side job or whatever your side hustle. Yeah, you're gonna need a side hustle because your main hustle ain't happening. Nah, nah, not me, not me. Um, so. Before we get into, because this this is going this is going to be a, a pretty heavy episode. Um, I just need to start off um, just talking about myself recently um, and um, a family tragedy that happened uh, to my family um, last week. Um, I found out yesterday, but this was Sunday. So, of course, when we were recording this show, it's Monday. Uh, so, I find out Sunday as I'm going to prepare for <clears throat> this episode that um, cousin of mine, um, lost his life. And I hate to have to start the show off with that terrible news. Um, if you've heard me both on this show, uh, on the sports desk, and especially on Young, Black, and Bothered, you know, I, one of my main mantras um, as being a parent is I never, I, I hope that I, I hope that I never have to bury one of my own children. I hope that they're burying me. You know, that is supposed to be the circle of life. Um, you have children in order for your children to bury you. Yeah, as a parent, as a mother, as a father. Um, my aunt has the, the sad task of burying her son. Um, my father had to go through that um, yeah, 13 years ago. It would be 13 years, um, May 29th, that um, my brother was killed. <clears throat> And you know now the family has to go through this tragedy again, uh, this type of tragedy again. Uh, another parent has to bury another child. I mean, another parent has to bury it, has to bury a child. And like I said, you know, this is not, it's not what life is supposed to be. You have children in order to leave for them to 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 continue your your legacy, and for and for your children to bury you, not the other way around. Um, so, yeah, I think that I have to start to show off in that, in that manner. Um, just, just keep my family, keep my heart, because, because I just, 
no parents should ever to be able to It's unfortunate um, that people keep resorting, resorting to using firearms or weapons to settle to settle disputes. You know, like it, you know, if your life is in legitimate danger, then by all means, to protect yourself. But if it's just over some petty stuff, and, and we talked about this, um, actually, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when a reporter for the Virginia, Virginia Pilot was um, just out celebrating her birthday in time with a friend of hers, and she became an unfortunate victim of gun violence. Um, I'm, I'm literally running out of words to say uh, when it comes to the proliferation of not just violence in general, that's bad things, but gun especially in our especially in our cities and especially to you know, our black and brown brothers and sisters over and a lot of it is over needless stuff over needless petty issues Petty arguments, um, and we need to come to a point in this country where it's time that we say enough is enough. You know, it's time. It's time. It's enough is enough. We've lost too many people because people are selling having a firearm to end a dispute. What happened to the? What happened to Friday? When um oh goodness again when pops went to ice cream and said you win some holding his holding his fist up you win some you lose some but you live you live to fight another day what happened to that where have we fucked up in society so much that the easiest route is to pick up a gun to fire a bullet bullets don't have names they don't discriminate. And who they hit. That's my comment. That's the first of my commentaries for the night. Um, again, I'm sorry that I had to start the show show out um, with this heavy of a topic, but we're about to get even heavier um, because of the events that happened this past weekend um, to uh, the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but before we get into that, I just any of y'all have any thoughts to just want to add to add to anything that that um, I just you know was saying. You want to add your own your own thoughts about um, yeah yeah um, pretty much. I hate well actually I can't say that some violence is okay, but senseless violence I, I'm not with. Um, I feel like a lot of people are really pussy and can't fight. So they result to weapons. Um, weapons do have a cause and effect to them. And a lot of people mistakenly think because they have a gun, they know how to use a gun or they know how to use any weapon and they haven't had the proper training. They don't understand the magnitude of what that costs, including their own life when they take somebody else's. So I, I would really implore people to learn the value of their weapons first. And the reason why I say that is because we can't like negate the fact that weapons do exist. And they are meant to protect people. It's it's not a fucking game. But 
also with that being a point, just not everybody deserves to have a gun because they haven't, like I said before, had proper training. So Q, my condolences to you and your family. Uh, it's definitely a tragic loss. It's something that you, you can't really take back, but it's definitely something you blame people like who gave them the weapon, people who use the weapons like that. Because like I said before, a lot of people just, they resolve conflict with the, the wrong sources, which is weapons instead of using the hands. Um, I'm a huge proponent of whooping somebody's ass with my hands if I have to. Um, but a lot of people nowadays, they just don't like going, you know, toe to toe with somebody, which is ironic because for a show called the sports desk, we talk about like UFC all the time and like boxing and stuff like that. And we see combat sports happen like that. But one thing we've never talked about on this show is like things like archery and guns and things like that. Those are considered sports as well. I'm, I'm trying to tie it in here, you know, while still keeping it light, but you know, it all starts in like proper education. And I can guarantee you, if people were properly educated when it comes to weapons, I can guarantee you they wouldn't use them. I can almost guarantee it because if you had to be taught how to properly use it, you would realize it's not worth the fucking hassle. Kickback is terrible on a gun. Um, more importantly, like the improper use of one is worse. Um, and a lot of people who use guns like incorrectly, especially in DCQ, you know it to be true. A lot of the reason people have guns here in D.C. is for retaliation. They don't have it because they're protecting themselves or others. They use it to protect themselves for some shit that either they did or some shit that they plan on doing to somebody else. So it's rough. Again, my condolences, bro. But it's just definitely one of those things where I'm tired of seeing and hearing about it. You made it really hard to follow up, Greg. I agreed with everything you said. And of course, sending my condolences to UQ and to your family. Me too. Excuse me. Me too, Q. Um, That's the thing. People, you know, they just feel like it's, it's easier to get by if they have a weapon. And like, just like Greg said, you know, Nobody wants to just go, you know, face to face anymore and just throw down. And, you know, that's that's what it should be. And guns just it makes people it makes normal people into like just really, really dangerous people. Like he said, without the training or and um, also that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that shouldn't even have guns or weapons. So. My condolences, Q. I'm very, very sorry to hear, and uh, uh, I'll be saying a prayer for you, brother. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, Pam, anything you want to add before we move on? I, I already spoke. Oh, probably that probably feed cut out for a second. But that, but, um, so yeah, I, I, like I said, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening live, um, if you're listening. Uh, when this episode drops, uh, you know, there's times where there's times where sports, which is the main focus of this show, <laughs> um, has to take a backseat. You know, um, so with that being said, let's move on to uh, our first item of discussion, which is the NFL. 
Um, and really, there's really nothing else to talk about the NFL right now. I mean, we got the draft coming up. We had some other big trades that, uh, well, no other big trades have happened recently. Um, but we did have <clears throat> um, a tragedy happen um, this past Saturday. Um, so, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins, who was originally drafted by the Washington Commies, Commies, Commanders, hate that fucking name. <laughs> uh, he was originally drafted by the Washington Commanders in 2019 uh, with the 15th pick in the first round um, from Ohio State University where he was a Heisman Trophy uh, finalist in 2018. Uh, he was the MVP of the Rose Bowl um, and originally Born in New Jersey, uh, that's two points down for that. Uh, but born in New Jersey, but raised here in the in the in the DMV area. Played high school football at Bullis. Actually played with Chase Young. Um, he tragically lost his life on Saturday. He was training in Florida. He was training in Florida to get uh, to prepare for the upcoming season um, with uh, Mr. Trubisky and Chase Claypool and Najee Harris. Um, to compete for either the starting job or to be uh, the backup for whoever the starting is going to be most likely to be, to be Mr. Trubisky. Um, he was on a Florida highway. He was on a Florida highway. Actually, I think it was Interstate 595, which is a tributary of Interstate 95. Um, apparently something, um, going to miss with the, with the vehicle. He got out of the vehicle to check to see what was going on. The police report says that he was walking on the, walking on the highway. And that is just speculation. Um, but he was struck by a dump truck and was pronounced dead on the scene. Uh, as he, he uh, Haskins was 24 years old. He was one month away from celebrating his 25th birthday. His 25th, his birthday was on May, would have been on May 3rd. Uh, um, I, I'm, I'm going to take it from here, Q. Um, basically, I want to start by saying I apologize to Dwayne Haskins. Rest in peace to him first and foremost. A couple weeks ago, actually, about like two months ago, so to speak, when we started talking about the, the draft and the, the sealers and everything like that, um, yeah, I pretty much said that he was garbage. That hasn't changed. Um, the, the jokes are still going to fly. I still thought that he was garbage, but whatever. Um, but I actually questioned that man's character because of shit that he was doing off field, including going to the strip club, not taking his career seriously. And then to find out that he died attempting to take his career seriously. That fucked me up because he, he knew he had a second chance, especially like this is stuff that we didn't see when he got signed with Pittsburgh, even when he was with Washington. He knew that job was his and he had the prime opportunity because Ben was gone. So it's like, let, you know, he went really, you know, into this training from what everyone was saying. You know, even on his social media, you could see like he was training to take reins in that. And Pittsburgh, to their credit, as much as I talk shit about them. They're the only team in the NFL that didn't talk about trade talks for any quarterback because they actually believed in Haskins, which I, I really thought was interesting. 
So they saw something in him that even Washington didn't see. But again, Washington can't see the 10 yard line or touchdown, but that's a story for another day. Let's just keep it light. But when it comes to Dwayne Haskins, I personally wanted to apologize to him because we have had other episodes where people, you know, in five or 10 years, this episode will come up after whatever I said before comes up. I'm like, well, Greg from Young Black and Bothered, he said all these things about Dwayne Haskins going to the strip club instead of being at practice and things like that. I absolutely said those things. I meant those things at the time. Things change, people change. More importantly, <coughs> the person I'm talking about, he does change. I'm uh, talking about Dwayne Haskins. doesn't change anything that he did because the proof was in the pudding in his gameplay as well as his reactionary things on and off the field. What has changed, though, is that man. People can change. People won't, you know, will change. The issue is he didn't get a chance to. So I'm like really regretful about that because like we talked about in our, ch- uh, our chat, when it comes to a lot of athletes and stuff that don't get appreciation until they're gone or they retire. This was one of those moments for me because we, we literally just about that last week when we were talking about the absence of Kobe and people not appreciating LeBron, all these things happen. But we don't talk about every other athlete that we kind of like shit on for them being a person. Now, there are some athletes, to be fair, that are some absolute dickheads and they do things knowing that there are consequences to their actions and they do them anyway. I have no apologies for anything that I've ever said about them. Sometimes you know when you're putting your hand on a stove that it's hot and you continue to do it and you complain when you know you get burned. Dwayne Haskins didn't know any better at 20 when he was getting into the league. He didn't know at 24 that, you know, running on the highway was that. And I, I guess what I'm saying is I thought my hot take was bad, Q. I thought it was really bad listening back. But then tying this into what you're about to speak on, there were people who said shit that was so much worse than me talking about him going to the strip club that I said, oh, people are just really like black hearted. Like, we said it in the, the phrasing of a joke. Other people are saying this shit like he just was a, he, he didn't deserve to live. And that, that he, fucked me up so much. Yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah. so, so, yeah, we're, we're definitely about, to, we're definitely, I definitely have heat for Gil Brandt. Um, but, and what we were saying about Dwayne Haskins, it was never, and then we, we talk about, when we talk about athletes, when we shit on athletes, it's over their athletic ability, right? What they do on the field. I mean, sometimes the fuck ups that they have off the field. But it was never personal. It was never personal. You know, we never say I hate Dwayne Haskins. He's a horrible person because from all of the accounts and from everyone was tweet had been tweeting all weekend, he was a genuine kind young man. That was never person. We just we just hated how he played on the field. I said I I said he should have stayed in the line. stayed another year. To learn how to be, like, to continue learning and growing how to be an, a competent NFL starter. And I fully believe, had he stayed another year at Ohio State and, and, and started his senior, and, and played his senior season at Ohio State, he could, he had the tools, he had the physical tools to be a top 10 quarterback. Point. 
Right. So he had the tools to be a quarterback. To be a <clears throat> to be a franchise to be a team's franchise quarterback, you know, quarterback of a team for ten plus years. It's sad that he won't get that chance now. But I want to get into some of the things that two fucktones said about him immediately after. The first one is everyone's favorite dickhead, Adam Schefter. Today he today he released an apology on his po- on his podcast. I don't give a fuck about his podcast. Don't listen to it. But here is the Gleason Report story. ESPN reporter Adam Schefter apologized Monday after his insensitive and since-deleted tweet announcing the death of NFL quarterback Dwayne Haskins over the weekend. His initial tweet read, quote, Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida, per his agent. Cedric Saunders. Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. Before I before I unleash my ether on 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 Adam Schefter, I want to read through some of the tweets that some athletes and fellow NFL players posted about Adam Schefter uh, after he posted that and then deleted it. So Cardell Jones who was a teammate of of Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State, he said the following. He tweeted the following. How about, quote, Dwayne Haskins, son, husband, Buckeye brother, friend, beloved teammate, has passed away. The fuck his career ups and downs, the fuck his career, career ups and downs have to do with him unfortunately losing his life. Shut the fuck up. Let his family and friends grieve instead of throwing shade, praying for the Haskins family. Lamar Jackson said, "Yes, are you?" Lamar Jackson said uh, to at, at Adam Schefter, "You lame as fuck, all around grown ass man, and can look in the mirror and smile on yourself." Des Bryant said, actually, in two tweets and in a video that he posted on Twitter. Athletes, for the record, the shit Adam Schefter wrote, that's how a lot of people view us. We ain't shit, but entertainment. If you let one treat you with disrespect, the rest will follow. He followed up that tweet by saying, athletes, I'm talking to you regarding the shit Adam Schefter said and Gil Brandt said. Gil Brandt said Haskins was living to die. And Schefter went into talking about his struggles after his death. Athletes, we have to speak up or remain in the cycle. So just, just thoughts on, we're going to talk about what Gil Brandt said in death in a second, but I just want to, I just want us to focus our conversation and focus our ether on Adam Schefter first. Anyone wants to go first before I go? Okay. So first I'm going to say this publicly, Q, we got to fix the audio. We have to fix the audio. Moving on. When it comes to this Adam Schefter thing, like he, he he's like a lot of beat writers who honestly just they feel like saying a hot take is always a good thing. 
sometimes you get better clicks, more retweets and shit like that by just being positive. I, I'm noticing that even in my own tweets, there's more engagement by just honestly being who the fuck you would be if you were in front of that person, say positive things about a person, or honestly just being a positive person. Adam Schefter fell into the the the, the skip. And Shannon hype. You know how like everything they say has to be for clickbait. Like it has right. to, it has to sound negative, even if it's not. It's like, yeah, they did something good, but let's talk bad about what could have happened if it didn't go that way. And it's like, but it didn't. Like what the like? Why does everything have to have a but or what if? Adam Schefter went down that rabbit hole and he realized, you know what? This ain't how it goes. And ironically, he was one of the few who everybody was like, you know what? It hasn't happened to him yet. Do you remember when um, it happened to Skip Bayless? Do you remember, more importantly, Stephen A. Smith, when he got suspended because he went against Mm -hmm. black women on the show? And, you know, he he doubled down on it and he got suspended again. And it was like, oh, well, damn, like, really? Like, so that's how you really feel. And now, ever since that moment, everybody thinks of Stephen A. Smith as like, kind of like he's buck broken. Like, he just... He says whatever the company wants him to say. And the reason why is he knows his job is valuable. He don't want to lose that job. He even went against Skip Bayless, allegedly, to the point where people were like, oh, well, you know, he just says anything that, you know, is controversial. Skip does the same thing. So Adam Schefter, who honestly had one job, you remember that in like, what, like five or 10 years ago, that was a quote, like you only had one job. Adam Schefter. People only go to you to see who got traded that day, breaking news and injuries that we have no clue what body part they are. When somebody's like the, the fibula, tibula, all, all that shit, we're like, okay, what part of the body is that? Oh, let's go to Adam Schefter. He'll go and like tell us or something. He'll make some diagnosis. Oh, he's out for six weeks. Right. That's your job. Your job is not to like dictate somebody's character because I can guarantee you if he's met Dwayne Haskins, he's probably only met him a handful of times. And when he did, it was a in-passing interview, in-passing news, because what a lot of these athletes say about beat writers and stuff like that, they stay the fuck away from them. Because if you don't stay away from them, you end up like how Katie feels about Stephen A. Smith. Half the shit that Stephen A. Smith says about anybody, like he has the the exclusive, the breaking news. Well, somebody told me that, you know, Kevin Durant, he's going to end up going to the Charlotte Hornets because he's fucking tired of this team. Like, what the does that even make sense to you? Like, you have the breaking news. Adam Schefter, he did that. He literally went, and instead of having those thoughts in, like, a group chat or something like that, he said it on social media where we all know the internet is forever. It's his fault. He apologized, and that's cool. You're, you're allowed to apologize, but you're still going to have to eat these. You, you, you still have to eat the ether that's coming to you because now people are looking at him the same way people looked at Will, the same people looked at, um, what's his name? Basically, anybody who's done anything bad in the recent year, like, you have your time in the sun. And the only thing you can do is just recognize that you fucked up. Apologize and be a better person. Adam Schefter, because he's white, he's definitely going to do it again. And the reason why is, <laughs> it's, and no offense to white people, but definitely I'm trying to be offensive. Um, Y'all don't fuck up just once. And I'm, I'm not being disrespectful. You know, Lou, it's, my it's, problem. A, it's a continual. No, it's, you're it's, you're not it's, it's, it's not even a continual thing. What happens is, and I've, I noticed to be true because it happens a lot. Like they'll fuck up one time and say that they apologize. And it's not just men. It's white women as well. 
they apologize. And then in three months when that dies down, they do the shit again or they do worse. Like, I'll give you an example that's not sports related. Right. Amy Schumer. Uh, uh, Everybody yeah. hated Amy Schumer at a point. Um, to the point where I think um, she, she said something about how she always wanted to have sex with her sister and shit. And people thought that was too far. And then she posted photos of her menstrual blood on social media, allegedly. I'm like, Yo, what the fuck? Like, what? we're just doing things. Yeah, we're just doing things at this point. And, you know, it, it's, it's sometimes, yeah. Like, if you look at, like, the wild things, and I, I may be paraphrasing with the menstrual blood, but I remember someone saying that on Instagram. But I will go and do my research. I'll try to put it in the show notes, or we'll talk about it next week. But basically, to the effect of, They'll die, you know, the stuff will die down for a minute and then they'll just do it again. You know, and another person again, just to land my plane, Stephen A. Smith, he got in trouble. He got suspended for a week. He came back and he was good for like three months. And then he started saying shit again. It's like, bro, like, what are we doing? Remember when he went against like Jamel Hill and everything saying how, you know, she could have kept her job, but she just like played ball and stuff. It's like, what the f- like, like, what are we doing here? So like. Adam Schefter, I really don't feel any type of way because it's one of those things where you knew better. And I think you've been around enough of your peers who also got in trouble for the same type of shit. And you did it because you got comfortable. Um, what was the white guy's name from CNN whose like brother did all that shit? Uh, Como. Oh, uh, Chris, Chris Como. Como. Like, yeah, Chris like, Como, like, yeah. Yeah, he, he was the most beloved fucking person on CNN from the months of like... December 2019 until like September of 2021. Then the shit with his brother came out and everybody's like, oh, he's the most hated fucking person on planet Earth. And then he doubled because yeah, he, he, he was trying camera. to cut. Yeah, he... he oh, good. I mean, and, and, and I, I, was, I was saying, especially when Cuomo had COVID and mm-hmm. when he was uh, detailing his, his struggle with battling COVID and how it Basically, took his mm-hmm. took his breath away and all that. People were genuinely feeling sorry for him, and yeah, you know, genuinely con- was genuinely concerned. And then all the stuff with his brother Andrew, the former governor mm-hmm. in New York, and how he tried to cover cover up for him, which is a vi- which is a blatant violation of journalists' standards. Um, mm-hmm. And and he got fired for it, and then he doubled down and said, "Why are they firing me?" And I'm just going. I'm going to sue for a hundred million dollars. Shut up and sit down. Yep. Yeah, but I, I didn't want to talk too long on that. All I'm going to say, you know, because I know like Pam and Lou have something to say about it, probably, but it, it's it's not a surprise to me. I I see him doing it again. The apology, I accept it. But the thing is, that dead man, rest in peace to him, can't. Uh, you know, he can't accept that apology. That's why right. death is one of those things where it's like, yo, you just don't fucking speak on it. Do you know how many people exactly. were saying like, you know, and I can agree because, you know, and I'll, I'll say this one time and I'll never say it again. Like, I didn't like Kobe as a player, like at all. Like he was one of like the people was like, oh, like it's just it's something was like to me. It just wasn't there. Like he wasn't a uh, Jordan to me. Like even like with a LeBron, like remember I said this a couple months ago, the reason why I liked uh, LeBron now is because I didn't appreciate Kobe. Like I, I, I vividly remember saying this because like I just don't ever want to be that person who's just like I have all this visual in my heart and I don't understand why. And that's how I feel about Adam Schefter. It's like no, like you felt this way all along. 
but you use it in the wrong context because the way you're saying things and the other guy, I don't even want to know what homeboy's name is. I'm like, you felt this way for a long time. Like you really hated this person. And the moment they're gone, you're still going to stand on the fact that you hate them instead of saying, you know what? I know his family's grieving. I'm going to shut my fucking mouth and not say anything. People like that, I can't respect. Like Adam Shepard to me, from now on, if it's not about an injury, a trade, or something going on in the waiver wire, I don't want to hear it. And I think that's how I have to keep it now. With certain people, like whenever you fuck up, you have a chance to like redeem yourself. But once you fuck up again, it's like, all right, cool. So you're doing this shit. You're playing in my food. I don't want it. So Adam Schefter, I accept it this time. But as sure as I'm black, it's going to happen again. We're going to be talking about him in a couple months because now his character is truly showing. So I, I land there. Um. Yeah, I, like to to piggyback off of what Greg said. Um, the thing is, Schefter he knows better. He's been doing this for a long time. He, you know, he's on Twitter probably more than anybody I know. Mm-hmm. He needs, needs to, you know, literally think before he speaks. Think before he types. <laughs> you know what I mean? And as far as uh, Gilbrand, I don't even want to get into him. You you haven't even brought his name or whatever up yet. Um, I don't want to get into that whatsoever. Um, the one thing I do want to say <clears throat> is with um, when you you were talking about um, you know his time in Washington, and then he spent his the past two years here in Pittsburgh, and like. None of this, like all of the Steelers players that were interviewed, had nothing but good things to say about him. But the one that really, like you know, struck a nerve with me was was what Chase Claypool said, because um, he put up on Twitter. He said, "I spent your final moments with you, and I can't help but think how selfish you were in those moments. All you cared about was making sure that everyone around you was okay." And I can't thank you enough for that. You are what I strive to be. That tells me right there that Haskins was was a a man of character. Exactly. He was a completely different person than he was when he just showed up into the league, of course. You know what I mean? So, it's you know, for for someone in the media to come out and say the shit that they said, I'm, you know, do I think Schefter should lose his job? Probably not. Now the other guy, yeah, that that dude shouldn't be allowed on airwaves for the rest of his life. But you know, I, I'm just, I just, I'm gonna. Gil Brand is ninety that. years old, so he, so he, he oh well, possibly happen. Uh, uh, but surprised um, he knows how to use Twitter. Actually, he knows. he's he's on Twitter, but he he didn't say. He didn't make his comments on Twitter. He made his comments on a on NFL radio. All right. Well, I just want to. I'll, I'll leave it there. Just uh, you know, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. My condolences go out to you and you know your family and friends and everybody. Okay. Okay. Uh, can I can I say this now? Um, go ahead. I, I know. Like, Pat, wait, Pat. Do you have anything to say about it? Oh, Pat, have cool, cause y'all, cool, cause y'all gonna get these jokes. Um, I know we supposed to be serious. Fuck all that. Um, Lou, now you have no excuse but to pick Cam Newton because at this point, who the fuck else do you have? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> who, who the fuck else do y'all have? Um, I, I love being serious. And I understand uh, this is a serious show, but the jokes have I'm to glad. fly. The people, yeah. Let, let's bring it back to the surface. Top of the tree, brother. I'm, I'm glad you're the <laughs> yeah. light on top of the tree. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so no, seriously, like knowing the free agency and everything, knowing the fact that Colin Kaepernick is still throwing in empty arenas and shit. Who do you want as your quarterback this year? Oh, you have, wait, you have missed. Yeah, have we Mr. got Mr. 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 We got our quarterback. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Our bridge. We got our bridge Jesus. player. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> See, I, I thought there was a savings, uh, saving grace in this conversation. Q, I tried. I tried. I mean, you, you, you still got, you, you got Carson we Wentz in see. Washington. There you go. Hey, hey, I hey, mean, hey, Car- hey. Car- Carson Heineken. <laughs> Carson Heineken. Sorry, Carson Heineken. Carson Heineken. Carson Heineken. I tried. <laughs> he is. I tried. He's a six. He's a six-five version of Carson of Taylor Heineken. Anyway, well, so, hold on, hold on, I, I, one, one, one thing, one, one thing, and I swear I'm done. Um, I, I want to speak to Pam because she cannot. The Jets might have a better record than both of y'all teams this year, and I don't care how you feel about it. That's a hot take. That's Tell a very hot. Take. And Melanie Matt. Right along. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. So we we touched we touched on what on uh, Schefter's tweet, um, and I don't have to. I, I my ether for him is uh, I, I'll save it for later. But I want to talk about what Gil Brandt of the of the Hall of Famer of NFL Network. What he said on NFL Radio right after. Um, uh, learning about uh, the world learned that Dwayne Haskins um, had lost his life, and I'm just going to read the quotes because I'm not going to play the I'm not going to play the audio. Uh, but he said basically what he said was quote He was a guy who was living to be dead. It was always something with Haskins. Maybe if he stayed in school a year, he wouldn't do silly silly things like jogging on a highway. And I just want to. Uh, read some of the tweets that came, the reacting tweets that came after he made those comments. Uh, Cam Hayward tweeted the following. I do not know or will assume to, but please don't speak on my friend. He will be missed and your words are disgraceful. We are all hurting right now. Louis Riddick tweeted, I really hope you didn't mean what you said about Dwayne Gilbrandt. Um, and Dayron Lee said that, uh, tweeted that, um, the lead should remove Bill Black from the Hall of Fame. That's inexcusable. Now, he apologized for his comments as well, uh, right after, uh, making them on Saturday. He's, uh, Gil Brandt tweeted, quote, this morning while learning of Dwayne Haskins' passing, I reacted carelessly and insensitively on a radio interview. I want to apologize to Mr. Haskins' family and anyone who heard my poor choice of words. I truly apologize. My heart goes out to his family at this difficult time. Um, Bill Brandt, you're 90 years old, dude. I don't understand what you continue to allow. This is not me being, you know, ageism or anything. Um, but why are you, why are you not enjoying retirement 
or getting ready for the draft or drinking some Geritol or hoping that you're not taking a dirt nap anytime soon. A permanent dirt nap anytime soon. Go away. It's higher. Don't go into the don't go into the anymore. You like do your draft analysis or whatever the fuck you do uh, for the for the network for NFL Network. Just don't. We don't want to hear your voice anymore. And I, I never thought I would be. I never thought I would have to. I never thought I would be saying those words. But again, the title of this show is "Athletes Are Human Beings Too." We can talk about. <clears throat> we can talk about later after Dwayne Haskins is laid to rest. We can talk about the you know his career and and how he didn't in a sense play up to his to his talent or you know that he wasn't ready to be a starting quarterback when he was drafted or any of that any of that but you in the immediate hours after the world learned that this man lost his life tragically lost his life by the way tragically lost his life you come out and you say that he was living to be dead. He was living to be dead. A twenty-four-year-old living to be dead. I made so many mistakes as a twenty-four-year-old. Fuck! I'm making. I, I'm still making mistakes, and I'm almost forty. That's called life. Life is about making mistakes, but it's also about it's also about learning from those mistakes. And that's what Dwayne Haskins was beginning to do. He just got, you know, he had just got married. He was like, he wasn't just sitting around on his ass. He was training with his new teammates, with his teammates, training with his new with the new quarterback. Whether he was trying to take his job as the start, take Trubisky's job. And, and become the starter or back him up and get the help and get rid of that goddamn Mason Rudolph. The man was beginning to turn his life around, to turn his, not just his life. And from what everyone has said, teammates, current teammates, he was starting to turn a corner in his career. Let's just talk about his. We're just going to talk about his career. Never, never talk about anything that happened in his life. He was going to the strip club, whatever. The fight that he got in with his now, with his now widow in, in Vegas. About, it, it, none of that matters. We're just going to talk about his, his career. We're just going to talk about the latter stages of his career, of his short career. And the year that he spent last season in Pittsburgh and how he was preparing himself for this upcoming season. We're going to talk about that. We're not, like To say that he was living to be dead at 22. How many, can you remember all the crappy things that you did at 24 years old? Probably was a lot. Great. Vaguely. What about you? Vaguely, but yeah. Great. What about you? We have plenty of stories of what we did when we were 24 years old. <laughs> plenty. Yeah. Right. That's why I- To say that that he was living to be dead? Well, in that case, we're all living to be dead because we all have an expiration date. We don't know when that date's coming, but we all have an expiration date. We are all, from the moment we are conceived and born, we are living to be dead. What? 
He was living to be dead? Dude, go away. Go away. Like, go away. Go sit. Go sit in, on a lake. Fish. Hope you don't drown. I don't, whatever. Just go away, girlfriend. At this point, go away. Go away. Anyone else? Yeah. Any, any, Nah, let, let's let, let's move on. I'm speaking for everybody else. I'm like we we gave our condolences to Dwayne Haskins family and rest in peace to him. Spending time with that dick face, not him, but talking about uh Garbrandt game, whoever the fuck he is. I'm giving him the Gilbert. same treatment I gave. Yeah, he, he don't get that respect. Um, the same thing with Adam Schefter. At some point, you know you fucked up. We know you fucked up. Great talking point, but fuck them both. Okay. Well, we're, okay. Uh, so moving right along, moving right along, we are uh, the NBA season because they're, they're outside of uh, the passing of Dwayne Haskins, nothing really happened in the NFL last week. Uh, so we're going to just move right along to the NBA. The NBA season concluded yesterday, Sunday. Um, the Lakers, of course, sucked and they just fired their head coach, Frank Vogel. Um Finished the season at 33 and 49. This same team of old fucking geezers, as as Charles Barkley calls them. I go back to a tweet that Kendrick Perkins made before the season started that this team, this Lakers team, could win 70 games. <laughs> Anthony Davis, um, in his in his interview after the game yesterday. He made the comment that we had more starting lineups than wins. <laughs> and so that's all I have for the Lakers. That's all I have. That's all I have. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I posted a question on Twitter yesterday, and I said, uh, and, and that, this was for the prediction for the playing games. So the play-in, <clears throat> the playing tournament is set. Um, so tomorrow is the first set of games for the playing tournament. Uh, and let me pull that up. Playing games are tomorrow. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers facing off against the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. Um, and then there's also the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves will be playing the Los Angeles Clippers on tomorrow, Tuesday, on Tuesday. On Wednesday, um, the New Orleans Pelicans will be playing the San Antonio Spurs and the Atlanta Hawks as the ninth seed will be playing the um, Charlotte Hornets. So this is how, in case you don't know how to, if you want to pay attention last year, uh, the first playing tournament. This is how the playing tournament goes. The seven and eight seed play each other. Um, the winner of the seven eight game automatically becomes the seven seed. So in this case, if all if Brooklyn or Cleveland wins, they will be playing the Boston Celtics. The winner of that game, whichever wins, Cleveland or Boston, they not Boston, Cleveland or Brooklyn, they will be automatically become the seven seed and will take on um, the Celtics in the first round. The loser of the 7-8 game. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Plays the winner of the 9-10 game. So, um, so if Atlanta or Charlotte wins, they play the loser of the 7-8 game. The loser of the 9-10 game is out of the tournament. The winner of the, the winner, whoever wins that second game, either the loser of the 7-8 game or the winner of the 9-10 game, the winner of that game becomes the eighth seed. And in the East, that eighth seed will be playing Miami. And in the West, that team will be playing Phoenix. So, who wins tomorrow? We're just going to talk about tomorrow. Tomorrow game, the seven eight, the seven eight games. Who if wins? Jer- if, <clears throat> if Jared Allen plays for the Cavs, the Cavs will upset the Nets. If Jared Allen doesn't play, the Nets blow them out. And okay. Minnesota will Minnesota will beat the Clippers. Okay, great. Um. Uh, all right, let, let's make this quick. Cleveland's going to win. Minnesota's going to lose. The reason why I say Minnesota's going to lose is because the world hates us and the Clippers just don't deserve shit, but they always get second chances. So those are my bold predictions. Cleveland, basically both the way teams are going to get in. Cleveland and the Clippers. Um, Charlotte? Mm, you know, I'm a Trey Young fan. I'm going with Atlanta. So, you know, forget what y'all think. I'm going to say Atlanta. Um, New Orleans shouldn't get anything. I think New Orleans needs a couple extra weeks from not being in the playoffs to go and get Zion into some shape. Like, go ahead, take him to Subway with Jared or something, and just, just, just work on healing him because – yeah, San Antonio deserves that spot. And the only reason they deserve that spot is because guess what? The Lakers should have had it. So, yeah, I'm going with that. I got Cleveland, L.A., Atlanta, and San Antonio. Those are my four. All right, I didn't pick okay. my other so, two. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I didn't pick my other two real quick. I'll take San Antonio and um, uh, Atlanta. There. Okay. Look, so Look at Lou. Uh, Lord have mercy. I'm getting okay, <laughs> predi- So, so my prediction, my prediction on that Boston and that Boston, Brooklyn, Cleveland game. I'm at, I'm with you 100%. Lou, Jared, Jared Allen plays Cleveland wins. If he doesn't, Brooklyn's seventeen. Um, I have Minnesota beating the Clippers. Minnesota beating the Clippers, and they 
that's gonna be a fun. If, if, if Minnesota wins tomorrow, that Memphis Minnesota series is gonna be fun to watch. Um, the nine same games. So, um, I think Lamelo Ball needs one more year. <laughs> he needs one more year. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Atlanta, and I have. San Antonio beating New Orleans. So we have the so we have the the, the race for the eighth seed. So hold, hold, on, the, hold on, hold on, hold on, real right. quick. I want to wage a bet with you and Lou. Y'all both oh. said Minnesota, and I said LA. If I lose, I can't pick the card. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Because remember, we, so, we have a bet from last week. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, we do, but. With this bet, and please put it in the notes for our bets and hot takes, right? If I lose, I cannot pick the Arizona Cardinals for the first two weeks of the season in our NFL picks. But if Q loses, he can't pick the Washington football team for another two weeks. And if Lou loses, he can't pick the Pittsburgh Steelers for the first two weeks. I'm down. I'm I, down like with these, that. I like these bets. I like these they, bets. Yeah. I'm 100% done with that. Sure. Sure. I, 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 sure. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, who wins? So, we had, I, I think the consensus is Atlanta winning the 19 game. So, they will play the loser of the, the loser of Brooklyn Cleveland. Brooklyn. Okay. Great. Who gets the eight? Seed? Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, oh boy. All right. And in the West, we had a, <clears throat> we were unanimous on San Antonio. Uh, and Greg, you had the Clippers getting. The Clippers. I know you had Minnesota losing to the Clippers. Who was the eighth seed? Yes, Greg. Oh, I couldn't hear you. I said you had the you had Minnesota losing to the Clippers in the in the seven eight game. So it will be yes. uh, it will be Minnesota in San Antonio. Oh no! I said the Clippers are going to win. So um, that's what I said. No, no, that's what I was saying. Oh, of course, Minnesota. Yeah, it would be Minnesota and San Antonio playing for the eight seed. Minnesota for that one. I'll go with Minnesota. That's tough. So Lou, Um, you had the Spurs losing. I mean, the Spurs winning. Spurs winning and Minnesota winning. So, Minnesota, so out the Clippers or San Antonio? Who's your eight seed? San Antonio. Like Greg said, lost the, the, the Clippers don't deserve to win. Even though he picked them, the Clippers don't even deserve to be there. Paul George has played what? Five, he played five games after missing okay. 46. All right, so he played five. They still don't deserve to be there. But uh, <laughs> uh, 
I like San Antonio. I like DeJounte Murray. The kid's a baller, man. And, and he's going to show up. I'm telling you, he's going to show up and show out. This is tough for me. Uh, you know how much I hate George Paul, Paula George. Uh, but I'm going to say that, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to say that, LA, that the Clippers get the eight seed. As much as I love DeJounte Murray, he's a stud. They're not ready. Even with the Hall of Fame coach and Greg Popovich, they're not ready. So, we brought it up earlier, but Frank Vogel was fired today as the coach of the Los Angeles Haspins. Uh, I tweeted last night that maybe now people will see that LeCancun James is a coach killer. Do you agree with that statement? Or, Q, you just uh, stop, put down the water bottle. Honestly, we're in the postseason now, aren't we? Um, You know who is it? The Lakers. Um, But, yep. Frank Vogel, I feel like he's being a scape. He's become a scapegoat, kind of like every other coach who's lost. Yeah, every coach that's lost with LeBron, they either get fired or they're the scapegoats. And if he can't jump ship, he's soon to jump ship. Uh, It wasn't Frank Vogel's fault when he picked up all those bum ass old ass players. Um, It wasn't his fault when they randomly fucking won and people were like, how the fuck did they win? Why did they win? How did he get here? Um, more importantly, Anthony Davis. They, they brought you here. They paid you all that. And regardless of like LeBron who showed up when he could, you're supposed to be there, man. You're supposed to be there. Not getting tinky so, yeah. tack injuries. Yep. You're not so, care of your body. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say. Um, when it comes to that, I just as a Celtics fan, fuck y'all. This is exactly what the fuck you get. This is exactly what the fuck you get. Now, I will say, um, I know we're running long on NBA because you know Pam she wants to get into like wrestling, but to land my plane when it comes to the Lakers themselves, I have a future brother-in-law who is a diehard Lakers fan who has been very fucking quiet since December. The season started in October, right? He was talking shit for roughly two and a half weeks. It's been quiet as a fart in the wind since December. <laughs> and, the re- and the reason why is because the Lakers ain't shit, won't be shit, as long as they let LeBron. And I like the guy, but give me, don't get me wrong. If he's making all the executive decisions to bring his old-ass friends to his team, they're going to lose. Now, um, I can't put this to just like make it pretty clear. Now that bubble chip, that that win in the bubble, makes them look even worse. Because it's like, okay, y'all had an opportunity. You took that opportunity, but everybody else and every other team was injured. Because y'all had virtually a better roster then, and you let them all go because LeBron had to have what he wanted to have. And look at you now. Um also, if I could just give one award, um, the Adam Gase, why are you still here award? Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. Um, 
I don't like oh, the fact that I was he's... just getting ready to talk about him. Let's yes, bring him yes, up please, right please. now. Let's go. Let's bring him up right now. So, Russell Westbrook in his exit interview. Oh, Russ, Russ, you just, you just can't. You just can't. <sighs> so, Russell Westbrook on Frank Vogel. I'm not sure what his issue was with me. The relationship between Russell Westbrook and Frank Vogel never worked out for the Los Angeles Lakers in the point guard's eyes. He, uh, Westbrook said, quote, we, were nev- we, we never really connected. <clears throat> he told reporters Monday after the Lakers announced that they parted ways with Vogel as the head coach. Quote, from the get-go, I was feeling I had to prove myself to him, unquote. He also said of Vogel, quote, I'm not sure what his issue was with me. Okay. If there was an issue for Vogel, it may have been rooted in Westbrook's play. While the nine-time All-Star is a future Hall of Famer and former league MVP, he didn't look the part in his first season with the Lakers. It was an offered fit from the start with LeBron James, since they are both so ball-dominant, said that before the season. And his shooting struggles continued as he hit 29.8% of his triples. His 18 and a half points per game were his lowest mark since his second season in the league in 2009-2010. And he posted a career-worst 15-player efficiency rating per basketball reference. Mind you, 15 is average. Anything below 15, you're, it's below the... Anything below a PER below fifteen means you're a replacement level player. So he was barely replacement level. It quickly became clear that the supposed three, big three of James Westbrook and Anthony Broken wasn't going to dominate the league, especially since the UCLA product couldn't consistently hit from the outside and from the outside and take advantage of the spacing created by playing alongside the other two. Likewise, the trio. The trio played only 21 games together this season as a result of various injuries to LeBron and to AD. It isn't difficult to envision the Lakers season unfolding in a different direction if they had, if they had acquired DeMar DeRozan or Buddy Hield this past offseason instead. But Ramona Shelburne of ESPN recently reported enthusiasm for Westbrook from James and Davis drove it reached a point where Vogel benched Westbrook in fourth quarters and crunch time multiple times throughout the season. Perhaps I didn't sit well with the 33-year-old. Monday's comments suggest he believes the veteran head coach who helped the Lakers win the championship during the 2019-20 campaign was not his biggest fans. One of the biggest questions about the offseason is where, where Westbrook will play in 2022-23 since he has a player option. While he will likely opt into it, considering it is set to pay him $47.1 million next season, the Lakers can look, can look to move him after they struggled on the way to a 33-49 and 49 record. LeBron discussed Westbrook's future during a Monday press conference and told reporters, quote, I'm not here to make decisions for the, wait, oh, wait, 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 the fuck. He told me for this quote, I'm not here to make decisions for the front office in that nature, but I'd love to be in teammates with Russ. Really, LeBron? Really? Y'all, go at it. 
Who's on that last comment that that LeBron? Um, I I don't. I don't have anything. <laughs> um, it, it's shit we've just basically been saying all year. Like at this point, fuck them. Like this is their team. They fucked up. Like I'm, we're gonna have to talk about them all throughout the playoffs because they're not in the playoffs. No, I'm stopping that shit here. I'm not discussing the fucking Lakers from this point on until next season. Just like I would treat the Washington football team after week five. Just like I'm gonna treat the Pittsburgh Steelers every year after week eleven. When I, like <laughs> when we know for a fact that the season is over, the fucking season is over. And the only reason I say that about the Washington team is because everybody's hype week one, week five. We don't give a fuck. I'm feeling that way about the Lakers right now. They're not in the playoffs. Fuck them. Like fuck the entire team. Like at this point, Magic Johnson was right. Do you remember what he said? I ain't going to be here. That's what the young black and bothered sports dust is going to say from now until next year. They ain't going to be here. So, yeah, that, that's my point. That's my land. Blue, you have anything you want to add? or No, like, like Greg said, they're not in the playoffs. They're not worth talking about. I mean, it's the front office fucked everything up for them and LeBron. But I don't blame LeBron for them losing because LeBron had damn near an MVP season. So I don't blame him for losing. But, I mean, yeah, squarely the blame is on the front office at Westbrook. Uh, so, um, just a show note, we will not be on next week. Um, we are going to take uh, it being Easter, we're going to take next week off um, so that we can enjoy time with our families. Uh, hopefully, Everyone who's listening can enjoy time with your family. Uh, so we will, we're going to wait until we return on, the, on April 24th. Mm-hmm. No, April 25th, because it's, uh, yeah, today's the 11th. So when we return on April 25th, we will discuss the playoff predictions. Um, then, because then yeah. the whole field will be set. Uh, it be around game two, game, games two and three. We may even be out of the first round. Uh, well, most uh, most be done with the first round uh, of, the, of the NBA playoffs. So we're going to table our uh, predictions for that until we return. Um, with that being said, uh, baseball's back. Uh, we whoa, whoa, first- whoa, 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 Fuck no. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just. Help, help. Wait, 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 wait. We're not following hold, the docket. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's just a note and pass it. I said oh, baseball started last week. Great. Now, Pam, the floor is yours. I don't like you don't care about baseball right now. <laughs> baseball is ass. Thanks. Um. So, yeah, so I had a lot to say, and I got all of 10 minutes to say a whole bunch. WrestleMania was great. If you want to see my recap, shout out the mom and Matt. That's all I got for you. Okay, I was expecting more. Um, but since we, since. How we, are you we, expecting more, Greg? Please explain. Yes, because 
one of the best WrestleManias in recent years fucking happened. And even though you and Cashley, shout out to Cashley, shout out to the Melon and Matt podcast, who did a great episode, episode 413 on the YBAB feed, as well as their own feed for the Melon and Matt. They did a great episode going in deep detail about what I'm going to call from now on Melon Mania, because they went down to Dallas without Q, without me, without Lou, just ladies, and had a fucking ball for WrestleMania. And I had to suffer on my couch watching one of the greatest wrestlers of all time talking about none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? 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 Return. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. He returned to WrestleMania after nine fucking years. Uh, no. What? 19, I'm sorry. I, I forgot the one. I carried the one. So 19 years, he returned. And honestly, even though WrestleMania was good, don't get me wrong, very good main event made, uh, for uh, Sunday night. Very good card, even. There were some like hits or misses for me. Um, obviously, Cashley and Pam, you need to listen to their episode. Um, I just wanted to dialogue with you guys really quick because we still have technically eight minutes for Pam. Yes. What was the what was the best and worst match for everybody? So I'm going to start with Pam, go to Lou, and then I'll say my own. Best match, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Worst match, of course, was a squash tag match that was all of a minute and 40 seconds. Mmm. Mmm. What about you, Lou? Well, uh, now, best match like would do i consider the most entertaining match mm-hmm. y'all gonna laugh at me what's that you say john knoxville you're damn right i am because <laughs> dude when he he brought out that big ass rat trap man oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that, oh my and god. that was the most entertaining and then we man came out and shit oh my god i, I lost it you I, can't I, forget party boy Oh well, yeah, well I forgot about Party Boy. I could do it out the speedos and shit, but that's cool. Um, all right, and the worst match uh, again. This might surprise you. I think it was Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Mm. Okay, mm. Uh, I'll, 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 I guess that's think, a sir. stay at home uh, output. I don't know yeah. how it looked on camera for I, well, you guys, but it was great. It's not how it. Person. It's not how it looked on camera to me. It was. There really wasn't much much action, and it was too short. I thought it would have yeah. been a longer match for being the way they too short. Down, yeah, it was only like right. No, you no. It, it wasn't. It I'm like gonna go that. back and uh, I'm gonna tell you how long that match was right now. Uh, there, yeah, it was 12 minutes and 15 seconds. Okay. You want to know why? Lou. It was Look two minutes Lou. off. You want to know why? When that took off most of that, Edge versus AJ Styles, they had almost a half an hour of wrestling. 24 mm. minutes and five seconds. And everyone after so, yeah. them had a minute it, it, 40. Then Austin Theory and Pat McAfee was 940. Then Matt, Mr. McMahon versus Pat McAfee, three minutes and 45 seconds. And then all well, women in Brock had was 12 minutes, 15 seconds. 
yeah. We all know what whatever Vinny wants, Vinny gets. So exactly. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, I just thought that match was too short for the way they hyped it up as the best WrestleMania match ever. And, you know, to me, it was just too short. There, it needed more. That's all. Yeah. Um, for me, the, the best, obviously, was Stone Cold beating KO. Like, that was the biggest, like, moment of WrestleMania. Like, I'm sure I'm being completely biased, but yeah, guess sure. what? I don't care. Oh, I'm being biased, absolutely. But like, I appreciate the fact that like the uh, Bianca Belair, like she beat Becky Lynch. Um, but in my personal opinion, like if it, how can I put it? Since it wasn't main event, it didn't matter as much to me. And I know it sounds really fucked up to say because it's like the women's match and stuff like that. But they had an opportunity to do that, and they didn't capitalize on it because they thought that the Brock and Roman match was so much more important. And it's like, it really wasn't like, it was like every other match they've had the other five times. It's like, it, it's going to go one or the other way. And you already know it's swinging towards Roman's way. Cause Brock won three out of the six already. Right. I'm sorry. Three out of the five already. So it's like, just like, sure. Like whatever. So the, the Belair match should have gone main event, but it didn't. Um, that was the best for me. I have a two-way tie, unfortunately, for my worst. Um, the Cody Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins was definitely one of the worst matches I've personally seen. Um, and the reason why is it has zero to no re, uh, replay value for me. I feel like also for it to be what it was, like it it felt flat. Like it felt like when. Uh, like John Cena didn't really get a pop when he came out at like WrestleMania. What was it like 35 when he came out with the thugonomic shit and everybody, nobody in the audience was like, what the fuck? Is, what is this? Like you did like a three minute Babe Ruth, like honor. And then here comes word life. Like what the, what? Like this is garbage. <laughs> so like with, with Cody, it was like, all right, like there was no hype behind it. Like, I mean, when I say hype, meaning like everybody already knew it was just like, either it's going to happen Against Seth, which we all, well, I didn't predict it. I said Undertaker, but you guys all predicted it was going to be Cody. And it was either tonight, uh, I'm sorry, Sunday night or whatever, or it was going to end up being Monday night. And I was like, cool. He came out like, great, sure. Like, and he would have personally done better being at like a Royal Rumble and got a bigger pop. But hey, he had his WrestleMania moment. He'll get, mm-hmm. you know, in six months, he'll be mid card. And we were like, great. Like, sure, just Cody Rhodes part two like remember when jeff hardy came back for like the sixth time and people were like jeff hardy's really going to be a thing this time it's like he wasn't the other fucking six times like sure so um yeah that was <laughs> like that was one of the worst matches for me but honestly i i hate to say this because i was entertained by it but i couldn't classify it as like a good match because it happened twice uh pat mcafee when he beat austin theory it was a good match. It was like cool. Like it was entertaining. It was like a piss break match, but it was still entertaining. But then for him to immediately lose to like Vince, I was like, what is this? This is like, why did we go here? So yeah, that was definitely one of the worst matches of WrestleMania. It was only one that I didn't know how to classify. Cause I actually did take a piss break and the match didn't last that long. Was that, uh, the Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods fight again. I don't even remember who the fuck they fought. 
Who did they fight? They fought Sheamus and Ridge Holland. That was a oh, minute yeah. and 40 seconds. Oh, yeah, that was definitely. See what I say? Piss break, right? Yeah. Um, going forward, though, if I could do any predictions for WrestleMania, um, since they're doing the format of the Saturday and Sunday, Saturday's main events have to be women. I don't give a fuck how they shape it up. It has to be that. Because, like, they try to highlight the the men on Sunday nights and stuff like that. And I, I get like Stone Cold, uh, he came back and everything. So let's just like highlight him on, you know, whatever on Saturday night, but they could have done that. And then also had the women's match go right after. And it was still had such a bigger pop, but to be like, you know what, we're just going to put the women on, you know, two different nights, but we're not going to make the main event. I was like, so what was the, fu- what was the point? Like, I thought we were doing something here. I thought we were being progressive. So that really put a damper on it for me because it couldn't be the best match because the best match, in my personal opinion, was Stone Cold. Biggest pop, biggest moment, and it happened twice. So it's like, yeah, it happened Saturday night and Sunday night. And it was even funnier the second night. So that's my best and worst. Can I ask both y'all a question real quick, you and Pam? Of Mm -hmm. course. The only one that's just and tired of seeing Charlotte Flair. See, you starting shit. I, I'm on mute. I, I, I'm, I'm just. He said I'm on mute. <laughs> I just. I, whenever she gets to the ring, it's the whole like she starts crying and 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 whimpering and, and all this stuff. I just, man, it's just so annoying to me. I don't know why. Sorry, that's just an opinion. I it was a question. I'm sorry. Maybe I am the only one. <laughs> no, you're, you're you not. are. You're not. I, I stand with Lou. Fair enough. Um, I, I told Pam and Cashley on Melon and Matt last week, which again posted on Monday. I said something to the effect of, "I felt like Charlotte Flair is kind of done with the company. She's just waiting for the company to be done with her. Um, she still has the belt, which you know, congratulations. But I also think that like her losing her father on the show. When I say losing, meaning like he's no longer with the company, and then her fiance. I don't know if they are married yet or not, but him no longer being on a brand also it's just like her on an island. And they honestly, they kind of treat her like Natalia. Like okay, like if she doesn't have a belt, we don't know what to do with her. So let's just like just keep the belt on her because if you don't, then it's like where does she really fall? in that like that legion of the women she honestly just has become her father like rick when he got enough titles it's like hey i'm I'm fucking rick flair like yeah those those girls are really good but i don't have to be that good i'm the queen right and rick flair was treated the same way if charlotte doesn't have the belt like you can't put her in like a tag team group because there's already enough of those right you can't put her with anybody else with you know but ronda rousey because she's beat everybody for the past three years at least you know Every woman that we've seen climb the ranks, she's beat them. So unless like they try to set up her and Alexa Bliss when Bliss comes back in June, it's like, well, I mean, there's nothing else for her. She's beat everybody. So unless she loses to Rousey at uh, she, she they wouldn't let her hold it until SummerSlam, right? So what's the pay per view in June? Is that TLC or like? I can't remember what the June pay-per-view is, but basically whenever... I don't know. Um, it used to be TLC, I thought. Yeah. Well, whatever one is TLC this year, I, I have a feeling Alexa Bliss is going to come back and she's going to call money Charlotte in the bank. The Money in, see, money look, in the bank. That's it. So, so, yeah, imagine, you, yeah, so imagine perfect setup. 
Alexa Bliss comes back, gets the money in the bank. She wins that because somebody gets injured or something. They'll say Natalia got injured. She's not in the money in the bank. And then guess what? Boom. Alexa Bliss is in there. And I want to is Natalia on SmackDown or on Raw? SmackDown, I believe. Okay. What's your question? I'm sorry. Is Natalia on SmackDown or Raw? Uh, Natty is on both because she is in a woman's tag with Shayna Baszler. So, if you're a female oh, yeah, tag right now, right? you're bouncing both brands. Okay, Go. so you know I, I won't throw any name in particular out, but what I'll say is one of the women will either be disqualified or get injured, kind of like how the situation with Lana happened at the previous Money in the Bay, where she can't compete. So they ended up bringing somebody else in that was like an up and comer and that gave her like a, a launching pad. So I can see Alexa Bliss coming back and she's like that that final entrant to the money in the bank. And she ends up winning it. But then she cashes on Charlotte later on that night, wins the belt. And then we get a uh, Rowdy versus Alexa Bliss feud. And then Charlotte kind of like falls into obscurity for a couple months. She goes and gets married and then. She comes back around uh, WrestleMania time. WrestleMania, yeah. Do you see? It's just, Vince McMahon. We're better mm-hmm. than you, bro. We're better than Hire you. Us. Look at that. <laughs> look at look at that. Um, Hire me, Greg, I, Ham, and Cassie. Yes. Now I, I do have to say this uh, regarding uh, Melon and Matt and the women of the show for the YBAB sports sector of this podcast, like. There wasn't enough representation when I previously went for WrestleMania for like women who are like wrestling enthusiasts and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of men that I read, especially in like those Facebook groups and stuff like that, really like they they don't like read the room when it comes to women who actually watch wrestling. So to see both Cashley and Pam like go to these events, know these wrestlers, engage and honestly just like have like fun for an entire like three or four days like that shit it it made me feel good seeing the photos and stuff like that it made it feel like i was there like we were there with them and to see them connect like i don't think anybody really knows this but like pam and cashley don't really like they never like hung out before so for that to all happen it kind of like culminated at wrestlemania now i I feel like melon uh melanin mania has to be a thing like it has to be something so I, i just hope you guys well i'm sorry you ladies go every year I hope you guys have fun. Um, and more importantly, I just want Nia Jax to come back because I, I saw her in a blue dress. Chill out. Now you got to now you gotta stop talking. Um, so I have four more WrestleMania straight in me and then I am done this four or five. I believe this year is like my fifth or sixth Mania Street. I said I'm going to attend Mania Street, Lord willing, and I'm done. Uh, so I just want to make sure we make that clear. I'm completing my big four this year. I'm two out of four. And then after that, I just need my 10 manias and I'm done. I don't have to do no more dirty stuff ever again if I don't feel like it. Uh, so that's my story and I'm sticking to it. It was always great to meet up with my fellow amazing, beautiful, smart, intelligent, the best co-host. And if she was up on the panel right now, she will tell you, and anyone that was with me this past weekend will tell you that the theme of the weekend was trust the process. I explain it all over on the Melon Mat 
on our personal podcast, which was already posted here on YBAB Network and also on our own podcast. So wherever you get your podcast, come and find us. Uh, but yes, trust the process. Anytime you deal with anything wrestling and I'm involved, just trust the process. Um, just to kind of give like a short mini version, I didn't get tickets until the day of WrestleMania. Literally, the pre-show was going on and we were able to get me and my best friend, we were able to get riser seats, which technically are floor seats because we had the first row in the risers, which is literally on the floor, uh, for a hundred bucks. Night two, I got a free seat. I'm just, I'm just saying, trust the process. If I say it, I mean it. I promise. I know anxiety. You want your own ticket. You want to but but but. But if you come out with me, just trust the process. That that's it, and that's a good place. For me to kind of end it. But I will say the biggest highlight before I fully ended for me for WrestleMania was on this entire weekend. I got to not only see Triple H, I got an hour long Undertaker talk, which was not needed. Could have definitely did without that snooze fest. Um, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Linda McMahon got to see her. That was shocking, honestly. Um, being able to see Stone Cold twice, night two, he wasn't even advertised for. So that was a complete surprise. Um, got to see Vince McMahon wrestle, which botch of the century on that stunner. Uh, yeah. More Undertaker. <laughs> um, it just, for me, being able to see all of these people that we grew up in and, and we were, we know for, hey, when you think of wrestling, you think of Stone Cold, you know. You think of The Undertaker. So to be able to see all of them live for possibly the last time ever, specifically Stone Cold, and getting to see him wrestle, the biggest, biggest highlight for me, um, you know, I have nothing but great things to say. I was beyond uh, excited and my expectations, honestly, were met and exceeded because I honestly thought with this match card that I was not going to like Mania at all i really was even thinking about not going but i'm glad that i did i got to meet my co-hosts we got to hang out uh shout out to texas for their trash liquor laws you cannot get alcohol after midnight so uh, there was no after party there was no no late night drinking uh 2 p.m the latest at bars is when they can sell alcohol but then again they also close at 2 a.m so not 2 p.m 2 a.m so if you go to Texas, just realize that midnight, last time you can buy alcohol, 2 a.m., everything's closed. So don't expect late nights. You, you got to expect more so early morning. And on that note, Q, you can take it over. All righty. Um, well, thank, thank you for that update. Of course, I am completely lost when you're not wrestling. But, um, yeah. Didn't yeah. we give you so, some homework? Didn't we give you homework? Uh, How are you a teacher and you're not doing homework? I don't do homework. I'm sorry. I sign it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't complete it. I, I thought a good teacher still keeps learning even after they got their degree. Oh, I, I'm I'm definitely continuing to learn. I just don't. I but don't you do won't. Homework. But you won't learn about wrestling. But you want me to learn about NFL, NBA, and every other sport you talk about. 
Hey, I'll learn um, about those when you watch a wrestling match. Better yet, go back, watch WrestleMania, and give me a review. Uh, that's not happening. But, um, okay. Again, Pam, thank you so much. Uh, we, again, Melanin Matt, I don't know. When is the next Melanin Matt episode, Pam? Thursday at 6.30. This yes. Thursday, which is April 14th at 6.30 p.m. here on Stereo. Yes, let's go. Now, whew, boy, I love talking okay, wrestling so. now. Pam, Pam done made us like wrestling again. God damn it. Thank, thank you, Pam. Thank you, Ashley. Um, love y'all. I, I guess. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need your negativity, Q. You already uh, started us on a sour note. We trying to lift it up. I'm, I'm not being only I'm way is up. Ne- I'm not being negative, but um, yeah. Don't be Debbie Downer neither. Only way is up, that, Q. Come on now. That's, that's nice. That's nice. Um, okay. Speaking of up, we have the award section of the podcast to, uh, for this episode. Um, you all should know who all of my awards are going to. Going to fuck faces, all of them. Bill, Bill Ryan's award, Adam Gase, Gase's award, definitely going to Gil Brandt. Why are you still here? Um, I I want to I want to smack both of them like Will Smith smack. Um, uh, Who's that name? Oh, Chris Rock. All of them. Lord Shamik's award, uh, Gilbert Arenas's Goon Award. All of them, even though they're not in our nationality, they, they get all of these. They get all of mm-hmm. them this week. Um, who are you giving awards? Who are you all giving um, awards to this week? I, I gave all of the awards except for one. This one doesn't get an award because um, I'm still trying to like compartmentalize it. I'm just going to read the article. It says, newly hired head volleyball coach at Grambling State University cuts every player from her team. So the woman goes by the name, the coach, I'm sorry, goes by the name of Chelsea Lucas. She was hired to guide the team in February. She informed all 19 players individually earlier this week on April 4th that they had all been cut from the team. Now, take that for what you will. Um, I, I've always asked when it comes to any sport, just like we talk about Frank Vogel, we need to start vetting these fucking coaches. A lot of coaches are being overpaid. They're probably overpriced, and they honestly have losing ass records. Um, this coach, in particular, I think she has maybe. I think they said she had a record of like fifty nine and one twenty eight. Um, I'm not a mathematician here, but that sounds to me like a fucking loser. So there's only one or two ways that you can lose: either being the coach or being the player. But they both hold the same responsibility. If I am Grambling State University and see that you being the fucking coach of a team where I would say out of the 19 players on that team, on that volleyball team, I would say maybe nine of them have scholarships. Guess what? When Before you fired them, you didn't think, guess what? They're on a athletic scholarship. If they're not playing an athletic, guess where they have to go? Home. Or they have to pay out of pocket. Can you imagine being in your freshman, sophomore year and just because the coach doesn't like the team, she says, you know what? All of y'all getting cut. 
Not because y'all did anything wrong, because she's a terrible fucking coach. She just started in February. It is April. You fired your, how do you fire a college team? That is the wildest shit I've ever seen in my life. The fact that it says that uh, one of the players, Marisa Harris, a junior at Grambling University, Grambling State University, has something to say about the move. She said we weren't able to practice much, which uh, which we weren't. And she said based off of that, she was not able to renew my scholarship. So I really didn't get any time to show what I could do when I was there. And she told me that my heart completely broke. Of course, I didn't want to cry in there. But I, when I did leave, I did. And it just hurts really bad. The fact that it snatched away so fast when she's saying it, not the ability to play volleyball. A lot of people go and get scholarships for either their brains or their athletics, most of the times both. But when it comes to it, her specifically, I'm assuming from what she is saying, she had a athletic scholarship and it got snatched away from her because the coach simply didn't like these players. What, what this coach thought she could do was treat college athletics like a new CEO of a company where it's like, you know what? It's my first day on the job. I don't like anybody here. Everybody has to go. You can't do that when their funds, their money is tied to the school itself. Because you know what happens? News like this goes viral. When news Mm -hmm. like this goes viral, recruiting season, it doesn't happen for your school. Because people are like, wait a minute. If she just doesn't like the way I play, guess what? She's going to cut me. Then I lose my scholarship. Who the fuck wants to play for somebody like that? Who's going to go to Grambling State University knowing that the coach fires the fucking players? We just, and I, I think what's really pissing me off is because the three of us, well, the four of us, including Pam, we just did the March Madness. We saw a lot of players pour their hearts and souls into like playing to win. And when they lost, they cried and stuff like that. But life goes on for them. They still got to go to class. They still have scholarships at the end of that day. The fact that you as a volleyball coach, which I'm not disparaging volleyball at all, I still feel like it's a sport regardless of the fact. But when it comes to this piece of shit coach who decided that she's going to fire the team, the entire team, because they didn't win with her immediately. And somebody's like, damn, great, that's a woman. I don't care. Because if this was a male coach, if this was another female coach, wrong is wrong. Firing the entire fucking team, it hurt me to know that because that could have been my goddaughter. That could have been Q's daughter. That could have been my daughter. Like, oh, you know, guess what? She has a scholarship. We don't have to worry about paying for money because we already know she's good at volleyball. She got the scholarship. All she has to do is play the course for four years. Win or lose, guess what? That's not just on her. There's 18 other players and it's the coach who's supposed to do one job. Coach. So I want to say a big fuck you to her. And I also want to say a big fuck you to Gremlin State's Athletic Commission's director who goes by the name of Brian Howard. He says the decision is hers to make and she's got some quality players coming on board. I think 14 or 15 or are coming on board at some point. So in terms of things, I hate to say it out loud, but in with the new a little bit. Yeah, um, there, there was no punchline. No, that was the thing. That, that, no, that was the athletics communications director who said that quote about I hate to say it out with the old, but in with the new a little bit. He said that. 
the coach hasn't spoken up yet, which you know what, you know, since this is the sports desk and we record on Mondays, tomorrow we're going to get a, you know, a press release from her. And the next we'll probably look at it. Probably. Yeah. And we're going to be sitting there like, oh, so she doubled down on it. And then we're going to come back on here next week and be like, oh, well, what happened? I just, I want those kids to be protected. I honestly hope that they go and change schools. It sucks that it happens, but I'm assuming this is a thing in athletics and college sports. But the thing is, you have so many players with potential that clearly have been there before you got there. That that young girl that was a junior, she's been there for three years playing volleyball on a scholarship. In her junior year, you snatched that from her because you're a losing-ass coach on a losing-ass team. You know how many teams just lose? But guess what? They still get grants. They still get money. They still play. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the, the the ladies at Lincoln who won CIAA. You trying to tell me if they lost, the coach would snatch their fucking uh, scholarships because they lost? No. Blatant no. disrespect. Not Blatant not disrespect. Not Washington. Not close But Q, that, that's the thing. That's my, like, this is going to be my landing point for, because, you know, I know we got to finish up and wrap up, but having your friend on the show a couple of weeks ago and the way that she was talking, how she was enthusiastic about her players to the point where she was naming players that she hadn't had on her team in years. She knew them by first mm-hmm. and last name. They mm-hmm. have respect for her. So fast forward to now. This is not an April Fool's joke. I don't feel comfortable knowing that there are coaches out there in the world who play by these rules. It just hurts the fact that it's a woman who treated other women on the volleyball team like that. It just, it's just really disheartening because I think her job should be in question. Because what happens now if you lose? Yeah, what are you, if you lose, gonna, you, you're just going to go get a bunch of new players that lose more and then fire them all again too? Cut them? Exactly. Like but if that's yeah, how she it, gets it, down, then... And then there was allegations from her time at Alcorn State, um, how she mistreated players and, and, and all of that. Like, how the hell is she, how the hell is she a head coach? How? I don't mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. To, me, to me, it sounds like it's almost like abuse of power. Yep. You know what I mean? You, you, you get that power trip. You're the head coach. You can do whatever you want. I mean, none. Not really. Not no. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I I absolutely it's agree. fucked up. It's a, a horrible, fucked up situation, and I hope those young ladies that were cut from the team end up in better situation where they transfer uh, to another to another swag school or another another school. Period. I hope they I hope they do get that op- another opportunity. Um, Lou, your awards for this week? I uh, I don't have any this week. Um, I've been I've been too much in pain, so I I don't have any awards. I haven't had doing much reading or anything. Okay, no problem. Sorry, uh, I'll be back no. strong next week. I promise. To to heal up and uh, yeah. All right, so. You're right. <laughs> So, again, uh, just a note for everyone listening to this episode. We will not be on next week. Um, again, for the Easter holiday, go take some time to spend with your family. But that's what we are all going to be doing. Um, and with that being said, you have just listened to another episode of the Best Damn Sports Show on Stereo. You have Black and Bobby Sports Test. 
I am your boy Q, and I am not Ben Simmons faking it, faking an injury so, so I can go back to Australia. Uh, you can listen to us uh, on wherever you find your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Bobby Bother. You can follow us on that God Awful platform for Instagram at Young Black Pod. And until we meet again in two weeks, see you then. Peace. Peace out, y'all. Have a good night. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.